Hi, I'm Pastor Deborah Poe. Do you know that we actually can put limits on God? I want you to stay tuned and I'll tell you how to take the limits off of God. You know, like I said, it's close to the end of the year. And we don't have to wait to New Year's to have an explosion. We can be exploding all the way up into the new year. And why not? Okay, okay, okay. Y'all sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Hallelujah. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to wait on you or not, but you know, you, you, you familiar with scripture. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. Isaiah 55 and verse 8. We'll read this out of the King James. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven... And, the, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the either, so shall my word be, that go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. God said, all my words will cause you to prosper. He says, because my thoughts are not your thought, meaning God says, I think on a level that a natural man can't think on. He said, I think some stuff that a natural man would just, I mean, he cringe at the thought of what my thoughts really is. You know, I, I just believe if God actually shared with us what he, what all he's thinking about us, I believe some of us would pass out. You know, like when the queen of Sheba went to see the king and he started to share the wisdom that God had given him, it said the woman passed out. It was just too great and too grand. She was just like, oh my God. Oh, my, you answered all of my questions. So God says that, you know, I have some thoughts concerning you. I have some thoughts. He said, and they're higher than your natural thoughts. So you're going to have to get away from your natural thinking. We're going to have to take on our uh, identity of being identified with Christ in order for us to receive all that God wants to do through us and with us. Amen. Let's look at, uh, oh gosh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, and we're going to look at, start at verse 10 actually. Jeremiah, And I, I want to give you, because we, we like to read verse 29, but there's a little background behind this. Uh, and again, understanding that God says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways, my ways are higher than your ways. And the only way we're going to connect with what God is thinking is these things are spiritually discerned. They're not natural things. They're spiritually discerned. So the natural man is not going to understand what God is saying and what God is presenting, and what God is giving you visions and hopes of. They're not going to understand that because he said those things are spiritually discerned. You know in the scripture where it says, I have not seen, ye have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of men those things that God has prepared for those who love him. He said, but, he said, but the spirit of God is going to reveal those things to you. So you're not going to know them just by natural means. It's not going to be your, your just normal thinking, course of thing, life type of deal. I believe it's going to be some of that Noah and the ark deal. Hey, I need for you to go do this. And you're like, what, wait, what? A uh, ark, a what? But you're going to know it's God by the spirit of God, no matter how crazy you may think it sounds or somebody else may think it sounds. God's just going to give you things to do that other people would say, are you sure that? I mean, what? But they're going to be spiritually discerned. Look at somebody say, spiritually discerned. spiritually discerned. 
And so some of you may be saying, oh, my goodness, I don't know if my spiritual walk is, is tight like that with God. Okay, but you're going to get it there because you're going to be waiting on those things. But you know what? God is such a good God. He won't let you quit anyway. He's going to keep coming back to it till you can understand what he's telling you. Hallelujah. He said, but he has revealed those things unto us. Now, concerning Jeremiah chapter uh, 29, um, some of the children of Israel were in exile. Not everybody, but some of them were. And those who were not in exile, they were just doing all kinds of stuff that God didn't want them to do. And the other ones were in bondage in Babylon. He says to the ones who are in bondage, he says, you, you think I forgot you because you know how sometimes uh, people are doing well or hadn't gotten caught or not being punished for something, but you are and, you're, and you did the same thing? And you'd be like, wait a minute. Do they have some special favor with God that... I did it. I got caught. They did it, and they just still out there doing whatever it is they want to do. Anybody? Okay, I just want to make sure that I was talking to the right people. So he goes to them, and he's telling them. He says, you know, um, in verse 10, he says, they are turned back to their iniquities, their forefathers, of their forefathers, which refused to hear my words, and they went after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant, which I made with their fathers. He says, therefore, thus said the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Am I reading the right thing? No, I am so. Yeah, but that's what was going on with them. Okay, so. <laughs> Told you I need to give you the background on it, right? All righty then, Jeremiah 29, verse 10. It says, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good work towards you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He says, I know it looks crazy right now. It looks like some people got away with some stuff, and then you all are in exile. He said, but I know the thoughts. You thought that was the end because of what's happening to you. He said, but no, I have some thoughts past what's going on in your life right now. He says, so I know the thoughts. You may not know the thoughts, but I know the thoughts because my thoughts, Thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You think this is the end. You think this is the end. Some of you think, well, it's at the end of the year, and I didn't accomplish those things, and I didn't do this, and I didn't do that. God says, oh, he says, oh, no, no, no. Don't think it's the end just because it's December 31st. He said, because I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Listen at this. Then shall you call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. He said, and I will be found of you. See, some people pull back and stop searching and seeking for the best from God. Because I like to say this, Satan threw you a bone. I'm comfortable right here. God is good. There ain't nothing much going on with me. I mean, everything's going well. And things that are not going well, I mean, they normal. It's just what people go through. It's just what happens. So... So, you know, you don't have to keep pursuing God like you used to. You don't have to keep looking for, you know, to do great exploits in Christ. I mean, you don't have to do that. I mean, at one time, I was excited about great exploits, but it's okay. I mean, me and God, cool. I mean, I get up in the morning. We, I mean, we cool. God says, but I got some thoughts that you hadn't tapped in yet. I got some ways you hadn't tapped into yet. But I know the thoughts that I think towards. He said, I need for you to start pursuing again. Look at somebody and say, pursue again. Pursue again. He said, I, I need for you to pursue again. Yeah. Glory to God. He said, and when you do, I will be found. Yeah. Mm. 
Hallelujah. You know, at one while I know, you know, people in the body of Christ pursuing, pursuing God. I got to find out what God wants me to do. I got to find out what God's will is for me. I got to find, and then, you know, somehow we kind of sometimes get distracted and then we get comfortable and it's like, you know, God is meeting my knees. God's bent my, above my knees. You know, I can, so I can do this and I can do that. And not everybody is there, but there are people that are there. So they, they pull back the throttle and got comfortable. But they didn't know that God still had some thoughts. Look at somebody and say, God still got some thoughts. He still got some thoughts towards you that you need to be in pursuit of. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Because in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, you're familiar with that particular scripture. Amen? Ephesians chapter uh, 3 verse 20 he says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. What's that big old word that comes next? Do they need to enlarge the front? What's that? <laughs> now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. Uh, what? Glory. Say it out loud. Glory. One more time. According. According to the power that worketh in us. So God is only able to do something according to the power that we allow to work in us. According to the power we allow. Oh, all the power is in, is in you that's necessary. But some people not using all the power. They get a little bit, get a little distracted, so they're not pursuing as hard as they used to to see the mighty things of God happening in their lives. Amen? Because you, according to the power that's working on the inside of you, you know, the word comes in seed form into us. But do you not know that a seed alone cannot produce fruit? Amen. You have to put it in the ground because the ground is the thing that causes the fruit to grow. So we have a lot of seed. Amen. We have a lot of seed. But we hadn't put it in the proper ground to make it grow. Because she's like, what ground are you talking about? Look at somebody and say, your thinking. Your thinking. It's only what you believe that will cause that seed to grow. God has given us a lot of seed, a lot of word. But it's only what you believe that produces. So it's not that you don't have word. Oh, we all got word. But wrong believing, wrong believing will cause that word not to produce a thing. I read somewhere, let me, I wrote it down because I thought it was just really wonderful. It says, people will not allow the word of God to get in the way of what they believe. Y'all get that? People will not allow the word of God to get in the way of what they actually believe. God's word says something else, but you believe something totally different than that. It's like, whoops, wait, God, mm -mm, nope, this is what I believe. God says all things are possible to them that believe. Holy God, nope, don't believe that. Good God, a good God. So God wants to talk to us about our believing. Because it's important what we believe. It's, a, it's in, oh, Romans says there is peace in believing. It says when you can believe the word of God, peace will come. Peace will come. When you believe the word of God, peace will come. Even if something physical hadn't even manifested yet, just by the fact that you believe it, Peace will come. Hallelujah. Faith will come. Let's look at Psalms 
Psalm 78 and verse 41. In King James, it says, yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. He's talking about God promised them things. He promised them the promised land. He promised them that they were going to have uh, wine and honey. He promised them the, the good land. He promised them that, right? This is what God promised them. But it says that they limited what he could do because of what they believed. You all recall they were supposed to go into the promised land, but then the spies came back with a bad report. They didn't get a chance to go in. Now, was it God's fault that they didn't go in? No, it's what they thought. It was like, oh, no, you know, there are giants in the land. We can't go over there. I mean, I, I, we see the fruit of what you say, God, but God, we can't. And they said, because of what they refused to believe, they limited what God could do. Look at somebody and say, today, today I, want you I want you to stop limiting God. Stop limiting God. Right. See, we think, man, if I could just pray enough, I could fast enough, I could do this, 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 and this. God says, oh, no, 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 no. He said, you stop me because of what you're thinking. You let your unbelief override what you learned about me, what you're supposed to know about me. That's why we're wanting, we're saying you need to get to know God because knowing God, being in relationship with God will cause you to override the lies that are told about him. In your thinking. Matthew. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Verse 54. This is Jesus. This is a great example. A great example. Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. It says, and when, this is King James, and when he was coming to his own country, this is Jesus, he taught them in their synagogues insomuch that they were astonished and said, whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters, are they not all with us? Which then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. They were offended in him. <laughs> but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Was it that Jesus didn't have any power? Did Jesus all of a sudden not have any ability? Did all of the anointing seep out of him just because he returned to this group of people? He says, I... I I got limited in what I could do because of what they believed. He said, I couldn't, I couldn't go any further. I wanted to. And you know, another scripture says he healed a few folk, but not many, because there's another place where he entered and they said he healed them all, every one of them. Why did he heal them all? And listen, this is so great. They were not Christians. They just what? They what? Believe. They just believed. They just believed. We're, we're trying to make it so hard 
to get a blessing from God. We're trying to make it so hard to get a miracle from God. We're just, we just got heavy weights on ourselves because we just think there's something we got to do, come up to, uh, be like it. And that's another thing that limits God's hand is when you compare. When we start to compare, the Bible tells us don't compare ourselves amongst ourselves. He said it's not wise because you have no idea what I'm doing with them. You have no idea what they've gone through, been through. You have no idea whether they threw the battle or not just because you can't see it. You don't have a clue. He said, you can't, be, you can't be comparing your finances to other people's finances. You ain't at home in their checkbook. You don't know what their credit card situation look like or don't look like. You don't have a clue. He says, you limit me when you start looking everywhere else except at me. He said, you limit me. You keep me from going any further. Glory to God. He said they limited the hand of God. Listen, it, the promised land was right before them. Look, they could see it. Then they had the fruit that showed that it actually was there. But yet they decided, we can't. We can't. God, we, we can't go. We, we can't go up against them. Mm. Look at somebody say, mm. mm. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Ooh, God is good, isn't he? Yeah. You, know why I, you know why I love God? It's because he won't let us slip, slip through his fingers that easily. Some of y'all think that God's hand is full of grease or something, or oil or something, that if we move around too much, we'll just slip right through it. We'll miss everything that God had for us because God's hand can't grip tight enough to hold us when we're doing all our flipping and flopping and, and squirming and moving and not believing. And God is still all the while at work. Still all the while at work work. Man, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, 17, you don't have to look there. He says, uh, if thou shalt say in that, no, go there, go there, go there. I apologize. No, we need to go there. Because this is what they say it. This is what his people say it. He says in King James, if thou shalt say in thine heart, these nations are more than I, how can I dispose of them? Thou shalt, he says, thou shalt not be afraid of them. So he's saying, they said in their, in their hearts and in their minds, this is, this is too, these people are too much for us. I mean, the giants live there. This is too, this is too much. He says, and, and then you start saying things like, we can't, we can't come against them. We, we, we're too small. We're, we're, you know, that's just, that's, you know, I work here and, you know, all these people are over me and I'm just a, I'm just, you know, I'm just a low one on the totem pole and, and there is just no way in the world I'll ever get a promotion here because so-and-so-and-so don't like me and, and, and uh, you know, I made a couple of mistakes and, and you know what, they just looking down on me. They just ain't, I just, I mean, there is no way it can happen for me. God said, so what am I supposed to do with that? If you say, if I say something is for you, then you say something different. What am I supposed to do with that? If I say you blessed in the city and blessed in the field, and you say I'm not, God says, hands tied. What, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? If I say one thing, you say another, what am I supposed to do? Look at somebody and say, what is God supposed to do with you? What are you going to do with you? I'll teach you the prophet. Man, I don't have an education. You know, I don't have what it takes. That's what the Bible said. I will teach you the prophet. Yes. Look at somebody and say, he will teach you the prophet. Because that's what he said. Yes. 
But then you say, look at somebody say, but you say, oh, this is going to be interactive today. Y'all going to help me preach this message because some of y'all may be trying to fall asleep on this and you don't need to be asleep on this. You don't need, so neighbor, if they look like they dozing, you shake them and say, listen. If God say you're healed, tell them. If God say, and you say, but I hurt, what is God supposed to do with that? If the word says, oh no, no, tell them. If the word says, you can hear God's voice. Why do you keep saying, I can't hear God? Oh, God is always talking. God is always talking and communicating with us. You know what the challenge is? Some of that. <laughs> Let's see, I'm gonna, I look at this word. How many of you sometimes know a word? You can, say it, you can say it in your head, but when you try to put it out of your mouth, you're like, eh, that word right there. What do they call it? Ambient noises? Ambient, thank you. Ambient noises. Some of you are like, an ambient noise? That's noises around you so loud that you can't hear another sound that is actually there. So God is talking, but there's so much noise going on around us that we can't hear his voice. So it's not that God is not talking, and it ain't that you can't hear it, but you're going to have to get rid of some of the other noise in order to hear what God is saying. And I'm telling you, our lifestyle keeps us so busy it is so noisy that we can't actually hear him talking when he actually is talking. You know, it's interesting because, you know, all the modern technology was designed to give us more time. The only thing we did was put something in that time that we got more of. We didn't, we did we didn't take the time to say, well, let me sit down and relax and enjoy life or just sit and just think, or not think, or dream, or not dream. But instead, what we got is a whole bunch of noise going on all the time. Oh, this is my moment to relax. Oh, I'm going to relax. What am I going to do? Let me see of all the stuff I can cram into my day. Oh, I'm guilty. You know, we think we're really great when we can multitask. And God is like, are you going to... Uh, I was... Well, I was, okay. well, I was about to say, prayer. God, I just need the answer. I need for you to tell me what I need to do. Give me the instructions for what you're going to have me to do. Okay, now I need to get up and let me go over here and do this because I got to get this done. Now I got to get dressed for work. Okay, I'm going driving to work. Okay, while I'm driving to work, no, I don't want to listen. Let me listen to some music. Oh, I'm listening to some music. Oh, and I'm just singing so loud. Oh, this is so good. God, you're so good. You're so wonderful. Get off at work. Let me just go ahead and get started on my day. Let me see. I got to get all this done. And okay, yeah, girl. Uh -huh. Let me just pray for you. Okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. Got you done. Okay, let me just come back over here. Oh, now I'm doing the will of God now because, oh, man, okay, okay. Bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. You ain't going to do that. Let me run home and let me get my exercise on so I can you know, get relaxed so I can get this stress off of me. So let me just go, hey, girl, did I, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, okay. Did you lose some weight? Yeah, I lost some weight, girl. Okay, all right, then, let me get home. Is dinner ready? Okay, well, let's go ahead and eat. Now we got to go ahead and eat, and let me catch my show. <laughs> and God is the whole time going, well, when you, well, I, well, oh, God hadn't heard from God yet. Let me write me some confessions down now. <laughs> God's like, well, I, well, if, when, 
Look at somebody and say, what is God, what is God going, to going to do with your busyness? Because God said, I got some thoughts. I have some thoughts that I'm thinking towards you. Okay, so you slow down enough to get the thought. Oh, my God, this is what God is going to do for me. Now, let me get every book I know and read it concerning this. Let me be sure I find people who believe the same way that I believe so I can hang out with them. Now, let me, God's like, could we just, could we talk? Could we, could we, could we talk? Because since since I had the thought, I'm just saying, since I'm the originator of the thought, you think you could just sit down a little bit and just meditate on what I said? Can you just think about it a little bit before you go plunging off? Could you just, could you just relish in the thought just for a moment? Could you just kind of sit down and just think about what I just said to you? Could you just, think, could you, you know, I, I, I'm telling you that your, your wayward child is going to come back. Could you just think a minute how wonderful it's going to be when they come, when they return? Could you think about what all the possibilities of what will take place when that happens? No, what we do, we go, check. God told me that he's going to bring my child back. Check. What's the next thing, God? God's like, are we not going to talk about the homecoming, the return? Are Are we not going to? God tells you, you're healed. I mean, you've been reading it, you've been reading it, but then you hear it on the inside of you one day. Says that this sickness, he tells you, you didn't read it, but he actually said it to you. Are you all understanding what I'm saying? There's a difference between reading and him saying it to you. But if you keep reading it, one day he'll say it back to you. You keep saying it to him, one day God will say it back to you. And that's when you like, and then you sat down and said, oh, it's going to be good and you start reminiscing and thinking about how you're going to act and what you're going to do. For me, you'd be like, what clothes am I going to wear when this is all over? I'm just saying. That's what God is saying that we have to do. This is what God is saying that we have got to do. So nothing is impossible to God. Nothing is impossible to God. And God... And with God, nothing is impossible. But we have got to train our thinking. We got to not let things choke what God wants to do with us. Man, I'm like, Pastor Brian, I got all these scriptures, all these scriptures I want to share with you. Because let me tell you something, imagination is so important. Imagination is so important. It's important to what we believe. It's it's important to to how we think. uh, Because we actually, we use our imagination um, all the time. Point, okay. When you were little, you could have memorized two plus two is four. But how did your teacher teach you two plus two is four? Normally they said, here's one apple, here's two apple. I mean, excuse me, here's one apple, add another apple, that makes two. So the child can see images. So the child can see images so that Uh, It becomes real to them. So God needs for us also to use our imagination when he's talking to us in the word of God. You've got to see it. To know it. Because otherwise it's just memory. It's just memorizing something. But you don't really grasp the concept of it. So God wants to paint pictures in your mind. Because if you can see the image of it, you can believe it because I see it. Are y'all following me? Is this sounding foreign to you? Look at, t- look at somebody and say, you got to see it before you see it. Because that's how we talk to people. Do you see what I'm saying? Not do you know what I'm saying? Because I can regurgitate all day long what you said. But if I can't see it, 
I can't really apply it anywhere else. Because if the only thing you memorize is two plus two is four, somebody can put two apples on the stage, four apples on the stage. I'm getting my numbers all mixed up. But anyway, <laughs> two plus two is four. Somebody can put four things on, on the stage, four items on the stage, but you won't relate. They can ask you how many it is. Unless you have a, if you've never seen it, you don't know. Only, the only thing you know is intellect. Two plus two is four. Do you see we, we learn? Okay. Somebody asks you the directions to some place. And you're telling them. Are you telling them because you memorized it? Are you telling them because you're using your imagination to say, drive, when you get up here, do you all start seeing the streets, the roads? Do you start, see, do you start seeing the lampposts? Do you start seeing you're going to turn by the service station or you just memorize you're going to turn by the service station? No, what you do is you see it. And it's real because you see That's what we have to do with the word of God. He's saying you can't just memorize this. And just start saying, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I'm just memorizing it. No, you're going to have to start. You're going to have to start. This side kind of know. You're going to have to start doing what with the word? You're going to have to start seeing it. And God said, he's telling us, he says, you know, I got these wonderful things that I want you to do. But you're going to have to. You're going to have to start seeing it. You're going to have to start seeing the impossible. You got to take the limits off God and let your mind go. Look at somebody and say, let your mind go. I pray you're getting something out of this. Because this is, this, 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 this is the thing that exploded on the inside of me this morning. God said, I will restore. I'll restore. If you can see it, I can restore it. If you can see it, I can restore it. <laughs> Where is that found? Uh, Joel, Joel, chapter 2, verse 25. He says, I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. The canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And I love the scripture in, one, in Psalms 126. He says, it was like they that dreamed, it seemed so unreal. Do you know God want our lives to be like that? It seems so unreal. The things he started to do with us the places he calls us to be, the things that come out of our mouths. He said, I want you to be at that place that it seems so unreal. At a place where you start saying, is this me? Let me pinch myself. Are we really here? Are we really doing this? Is this really happening? Did God really do that? God says, take the limits off. He said, because I don't have any limits. The only limits that I have are in you. Your mind, they're only in your mind. And God wants us to get rid of the fear. You don't have to turn here, but write it down. Proverbs 29 and 25, it says, fear brings a snare, but trusting God is safe. He said, fear will bring a snare. It'll hold you up. He said, but trusting God will bring safety. So we can't fear man, we can't fear risk, and we can't fear success. We can't fear man, we can't fear it's going to be a risk involved, and we cannot fear success. Some people are like, fear success? Oh, yeah, some people believe that if I'm successful, I become a target. And I'd like to run under the radar. You know how... God blesses people with wealth and they want to hide it because I don't want to hear what people have to say. That happened with me. I was so excited about my first new car. 
drove into church, all excited, parked in the front, you know, because the car I had before, I didn't know if it was going to start, so, you know, you park it out of the way, so... <laughs> you don't hold and block other people up. You know, you figure out where you're going to park in case it don't... So I was so excited about my new car, and this was the comment I got. Oh, everybody ain't able. <laughs> what? What? Oh, you all have had those comments. Yeah. Haven't you had those comments? God, God, God do something good for you. And some, I was going to say well-meaning, but misguided, <laughs> Christian come up to you, and then they say something to make you feel bad. And then when you don't feel bad, they call you arrogant. So other people are like, I can't tell about the goodness of God because other people. Look at somebody and say, shake the fear off. Shake the fear off. Oh, man. God wants some really awesome things to happen in our lives. And he don't want us limiting his hand anymore. He don't want us getting in our own way because he's got some thoughts that he thinks towards us. There's some things that God has laid out for us. In the book of Corinthians, he said, he said, I have not seen and ear have not heard. He said, but I'm going to reveal it by my spirit. He said, I'm going to reveal it by my spirit, which means you're going to have to spend time with God and not just spending time with God seeking stuff, but spending time with God because I want to know you, because you know, I need to know what your thoughts are. How many of you have ever spent time with a person so much that you can tell what they're thinking? That's because you spent time with them, not because you grilled them, not because you went and got a notepad and started talking to them and said, let me take notes. You do know that's what we do in church. We good note takers. Let me take some notes about God. I got my notes about God. God said, I'd really rather you know me. Amen. See, because I want to... How do I say this, Jesus? I want to take you beyond just what you read in the Bible. And some of y'all may not even know how to take that. The Bible was designed so we would know God. And by knowing God, see, we will limit God to, okay, uh, in order to be healed, I got to lay my hands on you. God said, I can take you further than that. That's, that's just getting you to know how I operate, that I am a healer. You, you all understand what I'm saying? We, we take the Bible and then we, we, we fit it into a neat little package and God said, you're limiting me. I need for you to know me. If you know me, then you can do the great exploits. Then all of y'all won't be trying to mimic each other because you'll be mimicking me because Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. Because he said, I'm going to put some images on the inside of you because my thoughts are not your thoughts. And then you're going to act on the image I gave you and you won't be trying to do the same thing somebody else is doing because you're operating according to what I am showing you. The mental image I put on the inside of you will begin to take effect. Then you'll be doing great exploits because Jesus said, greater works than you do. Because I go unto my Father. I went to my father and I'm, I'm interceding for you. Yes. That you would come to know me. Yes. That's what Paul said. Paul said, I want to know him yes. and his resurrection power. I want to know what that resurrection power meant. Not just I'm saved and born again, but I need to know what that power meant because he decided to put that same power on the inside of me. So it cannot mean just salvation. I believe just be salvation. Glory to God. It's got to be much more than that. Look at somebody and say, my God is bigger than that. He's bigger than that. Y'all ready? <laughs> oh, Jesus, y'all ready? Because God is ready. God is so, so ready. He's so ready for us to just 
Let it go. Look at somebody and say, let it go. Oh, I want to bite the back out of a chair and I don't even have one up here. I'm just, just like, thank you, God. This is good preaching. <laughs> this is good preaching. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Your thoughts have held you back for so long. What you think, how you feel. God's like, I ain't got nothing to do with all of that. All I know is the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you. All I want you to do is just give me, a, just give me something. Give me something to work with. Believe something. Let me, let, let me show you how I roll. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. I'm not looking for repeat performances. God told me the other day, he said, you, you keep trying to impress me. I'm trying to impress you. God said, I'm busy trying to impress you. But you, 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 have, you have you ever been with one of those people always doing the one-up? Jesus, you can't impress them if you try. And if they, if, 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 they, if they don't have it or possess it or did it, they know somebody else who did do it better than you, longer than you, they prettier than you, they wiser than you. Oh, yeah, you got a big house, but I've been in another one that... What? And that's what God said you do to him. I'm trying to impress you, and you keep telling me about you. Yeah. What you can do, and what you can't do, and what you decided. God's like, all right. I mean, what do you, what do, you do with people that always one up in you? <laughs> exactly. That's what she said. All right. <laughs> oh, you got a better idea? All right. I'll just keep my thoughts to myself. I know how to do it, God. All right, I'll keep my ways to myself. Ooh, God is the goodest. He's the bestest. He's the wisest. He all that. I would say a bag of chips, but he all that and the world. He all that and the world. <laughs> oh, I don't want to let you go because I'm so excited. I am so, oh, Jesus. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I'm not going to tell you this is going to be a cakewalk. I'm not going to tell you, but you're going to have to pursue it. You're going to have to want it. You go, it's going to have to be a drive on the inside of you. You have to get out of that lackadaisia. It's okay. I'm all right. I can put up with this because this is what God told me about healing. He said, I'm not interested in symptom but relief. He said, a lot of people have got satisfied because they got a pill that make the symptoms. He said, but the real healing still hadn't come. He said, we just take so much fake stuff. We just take it and we run with it. And God said, ah, that ain't me. That ain't me. Whew. God is good talking to me this morning. He says, he said, Deborah, help people to understand there's a difference with the, between being healthy and healed. You, you do, sim, you do um, temple maintenance. You know, you eat right. You drink your water. You do all those things. He said, but ultimately, I'm the one who keeps you healed. I'm the one who heals you. So you don't settle for this pill. You don't settle there. You can thank God that he gave doctors, you know, wisdom. But whatever it is, you, you got to tell yourself, I don't plan on this being a lifetime situation. I don't, I, I, you know, I, yeah, he, 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 gave me, he gave me a little pill for blood pressure. And I don't want to die in my unbelief because somebody else said you are not to take that because you're not believing God. You need to just say, not right now. You all understand what I'm saying? 
But I'm fixing to, I'm working on my unbelief in that area. I'm not going to leave it settled right here because that's not God's best. We call this revealing truth. But God, this, 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 there's so much that he wants to do with us. And listen, everything won't be in the, in, in the bright lights. It won't, be in, it won't be in the bright lights, and everybody may not see them happening. But you're going to be a witness to somebody. You might not, not ever write a book about it. You not, ne- might not ever get to be on stage concerning it. But then, I believe it was... Um, who is it, Smith Wigglesworth, I believe it was, uh, who had a son-in-law that's, that stayed in the Congas all the time without any disease, always, always, <laughs> always praying for people to be healed, people miraculously getting healed, and you don't even know his name. He never wrote a book. Don't nobody even know his name per se. But those people who were healed, they know God. They know that he healed. And he did wonderful exploits for God, just doing what God told him because God had some thoughts towards him. See, so we don't want to be running around trying to look for fame to determine whether God can use us powerfully. Glory to God. Oh, man, I'm over my time. Ah. Take the limits off. Take the limits off. Take the limits off. Oh, we need to talk to God because sometimes there are limits that we put on, put on ourselves we, didn't, we don't even recognize. We don't even recognize them. But if we're not up and excited every day about what God can do through us and with us, you hadn't tapped in. Good. Good. Every day should be a good day. Amen. I get up and I just declare every day, God, this is the best day I ever lived. This is, this is the best day I've ever lived in my whole entire life. This is a great day. This is an excellent day. This is a wonderful day. And then I tell God, help me not to miss your glory. Help me not to miss your glory because my eyes may be on the wrong thing. Help me to see how this is the best day I've ever lived. Aren't you excited? Don't you want to share this with someone else? I'm telling you, God is such a good God. We don't want to limit him in anything. So if you like what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share.